Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm your host, Buddy Pearson, and on this podcast, Education Matters. Well, this Saturday is Veterans Day, so our guests today have served their country in the military, and now they serve students in the Putnam County School System. Please welcome Carl Cooper and Nikki Philpo, Colonel Nikki Philpo, to Local Matters. Welcome, y'all. I appreciate y'all being here. Thank you. Good afternoon. Well, you know, we want to find out a little bit about you both. We want to find out about uh, your military backgrounds and what has brought you to the Putnam County School System and what you do for the school system. So, ladies first, Socorro, we'll start with you. Uh, just tell us what your role is in the Putnam County School System. Um, I'm a district-wide interpreter um, for our Spanish-speaking population. Oh, and how did this role come about? Um, it came about um, kind of just I was substituting and I saw a posting and didn't realize what I was actually signing up for until <laughs> I went for my interview. And then it was like, wow, okay, this is what I'm doing. Ah, gotcha. Now, what branch of service were you in? Um, I was in the Army. Okay. And how long were you in the Army? I was in the Army for six and a half years. Oh, awesome. And now, where did you enlist and where were you stationed? Um, I enlisted at Fort Bliss, Texas, and I've been stationed at um, Fort Carson, Colorado, Fort Bliss, Texas. Um, uh, I also was in, at Menwith Hill in the UK. Okay. Um, and I did all of my training in Maryland. Oh, wow. Now, what made you want to join the service? Um, I just wanted experience as a reporter. Really? That's what I did. I was I was a photojournalist. Oh, nice. And now you're an interpreter in a school system. Yes. Yeah. How do, <laughs> I, I'm sitting here, okay, trying to figure out how this works. Well, um, I, I, I came out of the military. I married my husband, who is also um, a retired veteran now. Okay. And when we got married, I wanted to stay home, be with the kids. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of volunteer work. When, I, when we decided to retire, we retired in Cookville, and I really didn't want to travel to Nashville. So I went ahead and just kind of volunteered, got into the school system and started substituting. And then um, I was asked if I wanted to do anything else. And I was encouraged by different um, administrators to go ahead and apply. Oh, great. Now, where are you from originally? I'm from California. I'm from Southern California, from Santa Ana, California. Wow. And you came to Cookville by way of? Retirement for my husband. <laughs> He's from the Rickman area. So. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, Colonel Philpo, yes, sir. Uh, uh, kind of some of the same questions. What is your role in the Putnam County School System? Well, first of all, Mr. Pearson, thank you for the invitation to be here with you this afternoon. This is this is a great opportunity. Uh, I am originally from Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, I went to uh, elementary school, uh, high school, and eventually went to Tennessee Tech, uh, where I went through the uh, ROTC program along with my regular academic program at Tennessee Tech. Graduated from Tech with uh, my um, uh, bachelor's degree and commissioned as a uh, uh, U.S. Army officer in 1980 and immediately went on active duty. Okay. Uh, Spent, uh, spent. 27 years total uh, in, in the uh, Army and retired in 2006. And from there, I uh, elected to become a JROTC instructor and wound up at Cookville High School for the last 15 or so years. <laughs> well, what is that experience like, being well, able to uh, teach students about uh, well, junior ROTC? Well, it, it, first of all, it's a great experience. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, on no two days or anything like each other. It's something new every day. 
and uh, it's it's just an awesome opportunity uh, to be able to uh, uh, to help these young folks uh, get ready for some type of meaningful life as productive American citizens after high school. And you know, there's a misconception about JROTC. I know people think that our job is to put people into the military, and that's right. that's not at all the truth. Sure, uh, we put. Probably 15 to 20 percent of the young folks that come through our program ultimately wind up in the military in some shape or form. The others do not. But that's perfectly within uh, within what the JROTC mission is, and that's to help these young folks become productive citizens regardless of uh, of what uh, you know, what 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 station in life they ultimately choose to pursue. You know, I, I think you bring up a good point there because. Uh, there might be a misconception that if you are in JROTC that you're automatically going to go into the oh, military, no. but mm-hmm. people just join to be part of that oh, in high school, absolutely. and when high school is over, they're done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, some I'm convinced that some of the people, uh, some of the students that we have in JROTC that enjoy it the most are those that are not military-bound. Sure. Uh, they, uh, you know, those kids become, you know, for lack of a better term, and I know it sounds trite, and overused, but they do become family, yeah. and uh, they depend on each other. And, you know, it's possible to be in JROTC all four years that you're in high school. Yeah. And during those four years, some very close bonds can develop between those kids. And that, quite honestly, that's one of the great things about the program, in my estimation. Now, you said you were from Cookville. Yes, sir. Did you go to Cookville Central High School? Uh, I went to Putnam County Senior High School. Putnam County Senior High School. I graduated in 1976. And was there... JROTC? There was not. Okay. JROTC came about in uh, the sometime around the early '90s time frame, and uh, uh, it uh, it's been just a very successful program since mm-hmm. its inception. We've grown the program, and uh, most JROTCs nationwide have uh, two individuals that teach the program. We in Cookville have three uh, individuals, and I also might add that the Cookville High School JROTC expands its, um, its scope a little bit. We actually offer a couple of classes every year at Monterey High School and a couple of classes at Upperman High School. Right. We have that third instructor that we were able to attain gives us the flexibility to do that. So we, we bring those students in from all parts of the county, and that's been hugely successful as well. Now, Scott, was there JROTC at your high school? Uh, yes, there was. Were you part of it? No. Oh, okay, it's so, a uh, you just you got into the military as you said because that was the line of work that you thought you were going to be able to pursue. Yes, because I was in I was in college and I was being recruited and I kind of laughed at them because that was my senior year. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not doing that. And then one of my friends who was in JRT, he's like, you can get experience yeah. doing the job you want to do. So that's you, how I went in, and you did. Mm-hmm. But then you also found your husband in, in the I military? I found my husband in the military, and then I never I, – I always had an identifier as a Spanish speaker mm-hmm. because I took the military test to make sure and got the extra pay for it. Never really thought anything of it. Never thought I'd use it. Never thought I'd be in this position to be in this job. But when my husband retired, I retired with him, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go back in and do something with my life other than just be – the soldier, then the military wife, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I decided to try to get back into – I originally wanted to do Troops for Teachers, which was a program way back. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, I, I couldn't so because I had other obligations. 
and I also do a lot of volunteer work. So with that, I was like, well, let's see what else I can find. And this job just came about, and it's actually one of the ways for me to give back to the community. Oh, that's awesome. Talking with Socorro Cooper and Colonel Nikki Philpo, uh, Veterans Day is coming up this Saturday. What does Veterans Day mean to you and, and Socorro, since you are married to someone who's retired from the military and you've been in the military and we appreciate your service, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Um, it's actually um, to us, well, to me, it, it really is a way um, for us to see and to be given some gratitude towards what we gave because we gave of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I volunteered. Um, I, uh, I, I just really, it's embarrassing for me when I am told, thank you. I never really know what to say. Yeah, it is. Um, and I know I should be, I am grateful for the recognition, but at the same time I volunteered, I chose to go and I'm very proud of my service. I come from a family of veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uncles and cousins that participated in different wars. Um, my grandmother bought a lot of uh, World War II bonds and stuff, so we've always supported the military. So it was just kind of a natural transition for me. Yeah. Colonel Philpo, what does Veterans Day mean to you? You know, Veterans Day is its just a tremendous opportunity for us to thank our veterans. Mm-hmm. And uh, what 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 gives me the best feeling about Veterans Day is when I see the community reach out to the veterans mm-hmm. and honor honor the veterans. Veterans is not Veterans Day is not a day for the veterans to honor themselves. Veterans Day is a day for our veterans to enjoy the gratitude and appreciation of the community and for the community to actually get out and do the work on that day yeah. and honor the <laughs> veterans. And sometimes I think we might get that turned around just a little bit. Okay. But I will tell you, in, in this community, I don't see that so much. I see, uh, I see a, uh, a very sincere desire on the folks that we, uh, we see every day uh, to keep things in the proper perspective and value our veterans and show appreciation for them. And then uh, teaching JROTC has kind of put me in a different position as well because the last several years I've been involved in educating young folks about Veterans Day Mm -hmm. and helping them to become informed about it. And uh, it's really very, very gratifying when you see that switch flip on and you can see that they actually are legitimately and earnestly understanding what Veterans Day is all about. And that's the best feeling I get yeah. is when I look in their eyes and and I genuinely see that appreciation that they have. And if, if we as JROTC instructors help facilitate that just a little bit, I can't think of a better feeling to have about the day. And, and I know that there are lots of activities planned for this week in the Putnam County School mm-hmm. System, in the community, and, and I want to talk about those things too. Uh, and we want to get to that. And then we we're going to talk about education a little bit and kind of the role uh, that you both have. And I know, Colonel uh, Philpo, you've talked about that some, but just the role that you have in the school system and how your background has helped you uh, flourish uh, in that regards. But I'm Buddy Pearson, and you're listening to Local Matters with veterans Socorro Cooper and Colonel Nikki Philpo.
What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. This is Local Matters with a focus on education, and it's Veterans Week, and we are talking with veteran Socorro Cooper and Colonel Nikki Philpo as we talk about their roles in the Putnam County school system. And Socorro, as a translator, um, a lot of people may not realize that there is a need for a translator, that there uh, are that many uh, students that need a translator in the Putnam County school system. Do you know how many students that you work with on a regular basis? Um Actually, um, there's a misconception about that because I am not hired to translate for students. I'm tri- I am translating all of um, the educational plans to the parents. Really? I'm there for meetings. Oh, wow. I conduct meetings. Okay. I also conduct psychological evaluations in Spanish for students. Um, I do anything that would be in a general meeting about education. I am the translator, so I'm the voice for the parents as well as for um, anyone who's in that meeting who's trying to get their point across to those parents. Now, how long did you say you've been in this role? I have been doing it for a year and a half now. For a year and a half, mm-hmm. yeah. What have you seen as far as, I guess, uh, from a parent perspective, uh, how helpful is this? I can imagine that it is extremely helpful for somebody to be there as a mediator to be able to explain them some things. Yes, um, they they are very grateful. They're um they're just happy to have a voice mm-hmm. and they're able to express themselves with within a meeting, get their voices heard, as well as understanding what they're being told. Um, a lot of times the, the language is very limited in English. So you may have a parent who comes in and they're trying their hardest to speak in English, but they're not really understanding and they can't comprehend what we're saying. So having myself or any of our other translators next to them allows them to feel like they are a true part of the solution for whatever situation their student find themselves in. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, this just kind of came out of the blue. That was something that you weren't really didn't know what you were applying for. But now that you have it, uh, do you see some things that that can be improved upon? I mean, have you have you been able to like say, hey, maybe if we do this or, or we can come up at, you know, being in a position in a year and a half, I'm sure there's some things that you might be able to see some improvements on. Have you seen some things like that? Um, I've just seen um, it's very hard to be able to talk with some of the parents that are coming from Guatemala mm-hmm. who speak the um, dialect of Chu or even from Mexico where they speak a different dialect. Mm-hmm. When we come across dialects, it's very hard for us to be able we assume everyone knows Spanish and not everybody knows Spanish. Some of the parents have only learned Spanish since they've arrived in the United States so that they can communicate. 
And without that piece, we can't communicate with them and they can't communicate with us. So um, it's really hard to fix that Mm -hmm. without having translators who know those dialects. And it's hard to find those. Uh, Okay. So walk us through a typical day. Um, a typical day, I walk into the office, I check my messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have a meeting first thing in the morning. Um, once I have that meeting, it's whatever it is. It could be an individual educational plan. It could be a meeting with parents um, for disciplinary issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's also um, telling a parent that they their child has a learning disability, which it's kind of hard on the interpreter because we have to compartmentalize it and make sure that if they are sad, we can't be sad with them because we're just the voice. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to treat every situation that I come across, which have been many, which I never thought I would come across, um, as, as important as the next. And I'm very compassionate in the way I express myself to them, trying to interpret everything that – um, is going on within the meeting so that they feel that they are truly part of that team and making a successful decision for their student. Okay. Colonel Philpo, teaching JROTC. Yes, sir. How do you teach JROTC? Oh, what a question. What a question. <laughs> uh, JROTC is uh, it's, it's actually a very consuming entity. Yeah. And uh, it's a uh, it's a dynamic that uh, kind of lives and breathes on its own. Uh, we set up a uh, structure mm-hmm. uh, in JROTC. It's a artificial structure, of course, but we uh, we take the young folks and uh, we develop a. Um, uh, uh, a unit structure, if you will, with a chain of command and an operating uh, mechanism where every uh, every youngster that's in JROTC has a place, an assigned place from the lowest ranking right up through a battalion commander position, a cadet lieutenant colonel, and all the different functions that you would find in a cadet battalion from the lowest rank to the highest rank uh, are represented uh, of course, the uh, folks, the kids that have been around the longest amount of time will be more in those higher ranks. Sure. And the uh, uh, younger kids will be in the lower ranks. But they literally l- learn about those responsibilities at those different levels, and they function in those responsibilities. And, of course, there's all kinds of lessons that we uh, uh, we. Uh, try our best to teach as they experience those responsibilities. We focus a lot on civics, needless to say. Uh, Civics and uh, uh, historical background for the civics Mm -hmm. uh, that we live every day. Uh, We use a lot of uh, examples from current events to illustrate what we're doing. Are you in a classroom? Uh, we are in a classroom. We have a drill hall, which is a large activity area, okay. and we take the kids outside. Every oppor- Kids love to go outside, yeah. <laughs> so every opportunity we have to go outside, we do a lot of physical fitness kinds of things, uh, traditional exercising, but we also play a lot of sports and different types of physical activities, again, to illustrate those basic teaching tenants that we strive for. Uh, we talk a lot about health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. We also do a lot of work to enhance what uh, the kids will do in other areas of the high school. Uh, our job is to make the overall high school experience a better experience for them. And, and if that means providing them 
study skills that mm-hmm. they can use in math or science or history. We communicate a lot with the other teachers throughout the school, and uh, we, we're there to assist them uh, in getting their jobs uh, uh, completed at a, uh, uh, an appropriate level of yeah. success as well. So uh, there's just a lot of things that go into what JROTC is, but it's all about adding quality of life to these kids and assisting them in their overall high school performance and, as I said earlier, preparing them for a better life, whatever that means for them, but a better life for them and their families when high school is completed, whether it's college, whether it's military, whether it's uh, just going out and entering the workforce. Yeah. We want it to be better for them. Is is it possible for – now, do they have to sign up like a class? I mean, they, they go ahead and, and pre-register – or can somebody come in at the middle of a semester? Can somebody who's going to be a senior come in and their last year as a senior be JROTC? I mean, kind of what's the parameters as far Every as Every one of those things can happen. Really? Okay. But uh, it's possible. The ideal, I guess, would be for a youngster to come in as a freshman sure. and then progress on up all four years yeah. throughout their JROTC experience. That's right. where they would receive the maximum benefit of being in a JROTC program. Yeah. But they can come in at any one of those years, uh, junior, uh, sophomore, junior, senior year, as well as freshman. Uh, we have students that come in their senior year and take one year of JROTC. Uh, you know, and going back to the military thing, if they're interested in the military, we will do everything we can to provide them information about the military, answer their questions. But we're not going to push them in that direction. Yeah. If they decide to go into the military, they'll do that on their own, just as they will decide to do anything they choose on their own. We will help them. We'll facilitate it. But it's going to be theirs and their parents' decisions. Do you try to recruit uh, at the high school level? We do. We recruit there at the high school, and every year we go out to the middle schools. Okay. And we do demonstrations of different things that we do. Uh, the kids like to see the drill and ceremony things. Yeah. Uh, also, we have a, uh, a rifle team. When they, they see the, the different rifles, air rifles that they use uh, competing in their rifle uh, competitions, they really like that. There's certain things at the middle school level that they really like to see, and needless to say, we try to show those things. Outstanding. I'm Buddy and you're listening to Local Matters with veterans Sakura Cooper and Colonel Nikki Philpo. This is Local Matters with a focus on education, and it's Veterans Week. We're talking with veterans Sakura Cooper and Colonel Nikki Philpo, and there is a big veterans celebration. First, let me just say that I am, as the communications and marketing supervisor for Putnam County Schools, I am so impressed with the number of ceremonies at all the schools that they're having this week. They start on Wednesday, and there's one Wednesday, I think two Thursday, and then there's a boatload on Friday, uh, the day before Veterans Day. And it just, uh, as somebody whose father fought in World War II, whose uncle was in the Korean War, whose father-in-law was in Vietnam, I mean, uh, score like you were saying, I come from kind of a military family. It is so great to see the veterans recognize in a, in a day where you as veterans can kind of sit back and accept all the accolades and the recognition, even though it might be, you know, somewhat uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, do you see it in school on a regular basis or, or have you seen it, you know, knowing that this week is Veterans Week? Do you see uh, the people maybe talking about it a little more or, or you know, recognize it, obviously getting ready for the big festivities that we're going to have? I do know that um, 
at the elementary schools um, because I do work at a few of those. Mm -hmm. They do um, encourage and they are doing their own programs. Um, They talk about veterans. They talk about the services this week um, just to let the children know that the military is out there to protect them, why the military is here, you know, just so that they're um, aware of why we celebrate Veterans Day. Yeah, I think educating uh, our students on why we celebrate Veterans Day is is very critical. I think that yes, is it a is. big deal. Um, Colonel Philpo, Thursday night, Cookville High, seven yes, o'clock sir. is mm-hmm. the the biggest of all of the yes, sir. celebrations. Tell us about what's going to be going on there. Well, let me first say that in regards to all of these programs, yeah. uh, our JROTC, Cookville. Monterey and Upperman, but our JRTC cadets, I bet we are involved in about 10 of those programs, uh, providing color guards (laughs) and those kinds of things. So again, another thing I'm very proud of the JROTC about in Putnam County is it touches so many facets and so many areas. Uh, This is a perfect example, but this happens throughout the entire school year. Mm -hmm. And yes, we have a, what I think is a phenomenal program. Uh, Of course, I would say that. (laughs) JROTC (laughs) has responsibility as the overall facilitator, but it's not a JROTC program. It's a Cookville High School program. Mm -hmm. And our veterans program is Thursday evening at 7 p.m. this year. Uh, We are fortunate in that we're going to have a a big guest speaker this year, uh, Major General Retired Tommy Baker, who is uh, the uh, he's he's a retired Major General, uh, but he's the Commissioner of Veterans Affairs for the state of Tennessee. So he's he's the governor's right hand man, so to speak, as far as veterans issues in the state. So we are extremely looking forward to hearing from that gentleman uh the Cookville High School uh, the Cookville High School Veterans Program of course JROTC will do the uh, uh military honors and military tributes piece mm-hmm. of the program uh but we have participation by the student body president we have uh the chorus is heavily involved the band is involved the theater folks do the technical things for us the lighting and the sound and all those things and then we have various student groups that participate uh in the organizing and in the we have a veterans reception after the program mm-hmm. and and a lot of the different uh, clubs and organizations from throughout the school will come together and provide for that veterans reception. So, you know, the veterans program itself is hour to hour and 15 minutes. And then uh, we'll have a 30 to 45 minute reception after all that. So it's a very holistic um, uh, opportunity for us. The most important people there, we will not lose sight of this, are the veterans. It's for the veterans. We are there to show our appreciation and show our pride and uh, show how much we love those individuals. And um, that's that's the key point. And everything has to be centered on that for it to be successful. And and we're determined that it is going to remain uh, centered uh, on that uh, that key point. You know, this is 2023. You went to Putnam Senior High School back in the mid-70s. Yes, sir. Compare the heightened awareness or the level of celebration for veterans then as opposed to now. Then, uh, in in the mid-70s, we, you and I were talking about this just a little bit ago. Yeah. That was an awkward time in our history. There were so many... Uh, 
out of the ordinary things going on. I would consider those things out of the ordinary that was going on back then. But we were coming off of the Vietnam conflict, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, those those were tough times for so many people. Mm-hmm. And we were we were still hurting uh, as a nation. Yeah, uh, I was I was too young to have served in Vietnam, but I certainly uh, uh, remember that time well. Uh, and I do remember the veterans coming back and some of the hardships that they experienced. And quite frankly, hardships they continue to experience today. Mm-hmm. And if they're continuing to experience them today, you know they were bad back then. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, you know, as a um, an open forum, we didn't discuss a lot of things in detail about the military. People had their feelings and they, uh, they had their assumptions. Uh, but as far as just good open discussions you didn't really find that much going on it was more private feelings mm-hmm. and private discussions and those kinds of things today i think we're a lot more open yeah i think we're uh, uh we approach it I, I used the term holistically a minute ago i think we do promote uh, uh approach things a lot more holistically now and i hope that continues but uh you know i, I think we're just more open about the way we look at our veterans, the way we look at Veterans Day and those things surrounding Veterans Day, and also the needs of our veterans. Our veterans have some very unique needs physically, psychologically, um, support-wise as far as their families are concerned. And I, th- I think we look at those better today and uh, more, uh, I guess, I guess more in detail. Yeah. Talking with Colonel Nikki Philpo and Scora Cooper. Scora, kind of piggyback on that just a little bit. Back when you were in school, uh, mm-hmm. was there a reverence for uh, veterans kind of like there is now with, with the, the programs and the honoring mm-hmm. and that kind of thing? Well, I went to school in um, the late 80s, early 90s, and I, know, I remember participating um, because then I was in a choir, and I remember going and singing. Okay. Um, so, But I don't remember like a big celebration. I don't remember really talking about it in yeah. school. Um, it was a little more subdued, but I'm glad that now it's not because I've got children in the Putnam school, um, County school district. And I, they, I love when they come home and they're like, Oh, we made these things for veterans. We made, you know, we made cards or we're, um, they're asking us to bring in snacks for the veterans because they want to have a celebration for them. And I'm so excited for them because I've got children in elementary school and I have one at the high school as well. And so it's nice to see that. Those who never got those receptions before are getting them now. Yeah, and and I can say, you know, I was, well, all through the 80s uh, in, you know, junior high and high school, and I don't ever remember a veterans program uh, at at my junior high or high school. I don't remember that at all, or even in elementary school. And to see all the ones that there are now, um, you know, and and I think, Colonel Philpott, I think you brought up a good point is there is – more awareness, but it is more open to talk about those things. And mm-hmm. and I think because of, you know, up until, you know, recently, there'd only been a few conflicts that we'd been in. I mean, you think about World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And yes, then, that's true. you know, all of a sudden, you know, there there comes, you know, all the things that have been happening since then. And, uh, and now there is, you know, more veterans and more, and more opportunities to celebrate veterans in the schools. Uh, and when you see that, how proud does that make you to see uh, a second grader stand there and pledge allegiance and, you know, and say, thank you for your service? I mean, that has to be an emotional thing. It is. It, I mean, it's it's nice to get the recognition um, that 
that those, those students are giving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also humbling yeah. because I didn't do it for any honors. Right. I did it because I wanted to volunteer and I wanted to participate and give some of my time to um, our country. So mm-hmm. it was just – it was something that I was happy to do. Mm-hmm. I never thought of the recognition portion of it. Neither, And being a military family, um, my husband retired with 25 years. Right. So uh, – it's been something that's instilled in us. Our children know we're military family and we've always explained, you know, you have to honor those who came before you. Yeah. It's just something that we do. Colonel Philpo, to see uh, other veterans recognized, like on Thursday night, mm-hmm. uh, Korean War veterans mm-hmm. will be recognized. There'll be somebody from World War II that will yes. actually mm-hmm. be there, mm-hmm. which – uh, is incredible. Yes, it is. Uh, and, and to see uh, the the affection and and just uh, the honoring of those veterans that that has to be special no, to you. It's it's amazing. And if I could just you know, anecdotally, uh, the the thing that uh, uh, that really gets me every time uh, we 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 have this program, going back to watching our kids and how they react. You know, they come to the realization that these folks, and a lot of them are elderly now, mm-hmm. that they see around town, uh, you know, they're just just people. Yeah. And they come to the realization, hey, this this person that's 75, 80 years old, back when they were 18, 20, 22 years old, they were forces to be reckoned with. Yeah. They 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 were patriots, and they had a lot of stuff going on inside <laughs> their uh, uh, their f- physical, uh, their uh, their their psyche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they 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 were what we envision when we envision those true Americans. Yeah. And for them to realize that these folks that they see downtown were those people. Yeah. And they did those kinds of things, and they did those kinds of things for them mm-hmm. so that they could play football, yeah. play in the band, right. uh, go to school, uh, go to church. They didn't have to do any of those things, but they did those things so those young people could live the lives that they're living. And to watch them evolve into the situation where they realize that, uh, it's, it's just an amazing thing to behold. It's great to be part of it, quite honestly. It is. If you see a veteran this week, please, please uh, reach out and uh, thank them for their service. That's all the time we have for this week. We certainly want to thank our guests and our veterans, Sakura Cooper, Colonel Nikki Philpo. Please uh, go out and support any of these programs at our local elementary, middle schools, and high schools, especially Thursday night, Cookville High School, 7 p.m. Thank you both so much for your service and for being with us on Local Matters. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week and God bless.